welcome to Finding the Advantage, the show that dives into advertisements in history that have either succeeded or failed stupendously and what aspects led them to their fate. Why are we talking about this? Why not? I think it's super interesting and you just might too. I'm Anna Strickland, and today we're talking about PETA's offensive Save the Whales billboard ad that was shown in 2009 with one of my college friends, Annabelle Hicks. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Annabelle. Okay, well, first of all, I've been regulated to college friend. I'm your roommate. Oh, you're also my roommate. Yes, I'm so sorry. I'm We're, sorry. <sighs> family away from family. I didn't geez. call Sarah my roommate either. Dang. Yeah. Really trying to get rid of us. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes, so I am Anna Strickland's roommate. Um, and I, friend. And friend, also, not nemesis. <laughs> um, um, I'm a senior at Trinity University, obviously. I study both theater and sociology, and I am also, which is, this is, this is relevant to this ad, a lifelong member of the Fat Club. Uh, so this is a subject that is dear and near to my heart. So I want to specifically ask if there's an ad that's been stuck in your memory. And if so, what is it? Okay. So there's a couple I can think of. I think that the talking dog ones with the bacon treats, those are weird. That's so weird that I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I I don't know what brand it is, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know, but it just like is so uncanny valley. And, you know, those treats are actually actively giving your pet a heart attack. Oh, my God. Um, I remember really vividly the education connection commercial from childhood with the lady at the corn dog stand. Do you remember this jingle? What was the jingle? It's like went on the Internet to education. <gasps> oh, connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. I feel like I've, that's been trending, I think, on Instagram, I think that people were like mentioning it also. I mean, it would make sense because it's it is like a weird thing. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, So, Annabelle, to get to our actual discussion for today, I first want to ask, like, do you know anything about this horribly offensive ad prior to this meeting? Yeah, just a little. Nothing (laughs) much. So I know I know what you let slip dun 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 when you were unguarded in our living room and we were Mm. talking so i know that um i know it's from PETA, and i know it's a billboard and it has a fat lady in a bikini in it awesome yeah that's okay okay Okay, well now i'm going to show you the picture of the ad before we provide uh any other information I see it. <laughs> you know, that like, sure is an ad. <laughs> usually these take longer because they're like commercials or something. But like, you're just literally just a stagnant image. But <laughs> should, should I describe what I see for the listener? You can. Yeah. Or were well. you going to? No, you can. No, like I was going to provide like a small thing, but you can do it because it might be better. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Do okay. It. Follow your heart. Okay. So it's a billboard and in these bright cartoony words in white it says save the whales and it says in smaller red lettering lose the blubber go vegetarian period (laughs) um and behind it is like a cartoon background of a beach and then it's just dominated by a 
cartoon image of a fat woman in a red bikini. And they very clearly have strategically made it so that you can tell. Well, one, it's just like they gave the figure an ill-fitting bikini. Like they didn't even just draw a fat woman in a regular swimsuit. They gave her like a size too small. So her rolls and fat is like coming off out the sides of the bikini and she has a hand on her hip. And it's just like also kind of uncanny valley looking at the shape of that arm like it's not very anyway. And then it says and it's fairly small. It's smaller than all the rest of the lettering. It says PETA like they clearly both wanted people to know that they've done this, but at the same time do not want ownership of this. Mm, mm. Yeah, no, it's very interesting, The especially the thing that you say, how, like, Peta's very, very tiny, like, in the corner. Comparatively, yeah. Everything else. So before we discuss the actual ad anymore, I first want to provide some background. So for those who don't know or don't remember, this billboard was a part of a campaign by Peta in Jacksonville, Florida in 2009. So PETA, for whoever is not aware, is one of the largest animal rights organizations in the world. According to their website, they focus their attention on four areas in which the largest numbers of animals suffer the most intensely for the longest periods of time. And these four areas are in laboratories, in the food industry, in the clothing trade, and the entertainment business. Obviously, as we can guess, this specific ad seems to target the food industry? But we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Also, just FYI, before I go any further, most of the information I'm about to share comes from an article by HuffPost and Agency Spy. So anyways, this billboard, as Annabelle mentioned already, depicted an obese woman in a bikini with the phrase, save the whales, lose the blubber, go vegetarian. The ad faced charges that the ad was sexist and mocking of overweight people. In response to the ad, one person stated, this is exactly what you would expect from PETA. No empathy for humans whatsoever, just a lot of BS about how vegetarianism will make fat people just a little bit less of a blight on humanity. The obesity, I love how you're like laughing, you're like, (laughs) the Obesity Society, an organization dedicated to the study and treatment of obesity, stated this ad is an unmistakable example of stigma and prejudice against individuals who are overweight and obese. This campaign is disrespectful and offensive and is not an effective or appropriate way to encourage vegetarianism or healthy eating behaviors. What do you have to say in response to these (laughs) two quotes that I've mentioned? I mean, yeah, um, it definitely is making some very weird arguments here about what vegetarianism is, about what that does to your body. I mean, they're making a classic argument that um, being fat is something that you can change, which, you know, dear listener, I don't know how uh, versed you are in studies about being fat in America, but we are called no obesogenic society for a reason. You really can't lose weight in America. It's less than a 2% uh, success rate of losing weight and keeping it off. Um, you're kind of screwed from the beginning. So there's that. For what one, they're, they're saying that there's something really changeable here. Two, there's like this really interesting, I don't know, the... It... There's something so interesting about the messaging to me where it says save the whales. Well, if you're ever comparing a human to an animal, don't. Yeah. No, like, don't immediately. Like, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's never a good idea. Like, it 
they were trying to be like kind of funny by just I guess it was by, like going like and being witty by relating because you know they're all about animals and so they're like save the whales but also when you think about it you're not saving the whales by going vegetarianism yeah no it's definitely Nobody's like a double intron who's eating whale I mean some people do it's uncommon but it's a very people uncommon have. so like well here's the thing is that instead of talking about the actual threat for whales which for a very long time was dish issues of deep exploitation from capitalists who wanted to use their blubber to make candles and soaps and perfumes and use their bones to make things like corsetry and hoop skirts and et cetera, et cetera. Instead of talking about the very real issue of hunting and hunting for specific items from animals, but if that makes sense, instead of like using the whole animal, like for example, killing an elephant and only taking the tusks instead of using the whole animal, they're turning to people's dietary choices. It's definitely meant to be a double entendre, but it just is very weird. There's also obviously this whole weird thing about, like, fat people needing to be saved from themselves. It's just, like, the continuous narrative of somehow, like, fat people don't know that they're fat, or they don't have the knowledge to combat that, or the fact is that, like, sure, you could say, you could believe all types of terrible fatphobic things, but also, is that any of your business? So this feels like a weird thing for PETA to stick its hand in. Mm -hmm. No, totally agree. <laughs> uh, so what I wanted to mention that I think is super surprising is that it actually took six weeks for PETA to finally pull the ad and replace it. I would have expected it to be pulled sooner, honestly, because of all the public backlash. But guess what it was replaced with? The ad. I feel like you're going to say it's something racist. Like, they kind of escalated here. <laughs> no, it wasn't anything racist, but it definitely is still very, like, yikes. stupid and yikes. And it's kind of just <laughs> poking fun at the fact that they originally had to replace it in general. <laughs> uh, so the new billboard simply said, gone, just like all the pounds lost by people who go vegetarian. I need them to give me some studies here. Maybe back that up, Peter, because that's that's a mighty large claim you're making about man just so much i yeah people love it when you apologize for something you know and then immediately aren't actually wanting to apologize so it's slightly less in your face but it doesn't actually it doesn't surprise me at all that it took six weeks i would think it actually would take longer mm. um i mean people really hate PETA, but people also really hate fat people mm. and also I feel bad for saying this, but it's also Florida. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I forgot about, you know, there's anything kind of goes in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely I'm not at all surprised it took that long. I would honestly think it would stay for longer because, I mean, publicity is kind of their game, isn't it? Like throwing red paint on people wearing fur and so much of what they PETA does is for shock factor because mm. um, it gets people talking. I mean, the video games that they've released are like really weird and horrendous. And they have video games? They have. Yes, they've released video games that are like really, really brutal depictions of animal cruelty. Like the message is still the same as their message always is. But the way they get it across is like RPGs of people going into laboratories and saving animals. But like with really brutal, ridiculous depictions of animal cruelty always involved. Not to say that animal cruelty does not happen or is not like a systemic issue. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you mean. You know, like the base ideology that PETA has of the idea of animals 
ha should have the fundamental same rights as humans. Like, that's not necessarily objectable to me. It's more about the way they go about it, which that's interesting then, because then you're getting into, like, politics of, like, tone policing in his... Does it matter if their message is good, if the way they go about it is bad? But it feels like the way they go about it is oblivious um, and combative. Like, it's not like they're seeing an issue and then actually thinking through about how to solve it. It's more like they're seeing an issue and then they're telling other people to solve it. Like, I don't really ever hear about PETA having legislative interests or lobbying for different types of laws and stuff. I know that in the past there's been arguments from indigenous groups that grass has a right to live and thrive. And on the basis of grass having its ability to live and thrive, suing the government for like environmental pollution. And I can get behind that, you know, but that's like real action. And this is just kind of yelling at people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What you mentioned earlier on about whatever, like their intention being the way they went about it is kind of just. Not it's good. not going to work. So like, it just made me think one of the things that we recently talked about is what's more important, the intention of the artist behind the media or what the actual meaning gained by the audience that sees it is. And mm -hmm. I would argue, it, I, I believe it really, the most important aspect is what the audience thinks is the intention or like what they take out of the media. Because in general, that's what affects most people. It doesn't matter what they intended if what ends up actually being what affects people outwardly. Is something negative. Yeah, I think that gets into interesting ideas of like, what does it mean to have intention and kind of the human subconscious versus the conscious? You know, I think about Uncle Tom. Mm. Go with me here. Uncle yeah. Tom's Cabin. Mm -hmm. So we talk about Uncle Tom's Cabin all the time in a theatrical realm because it was one of the most popular plays performed in antebellum and during the Civil War and after. And definitely, like, the attention, um, the intentions of both the original playwright and the original authoress were 100% good. However, the tropes and things that came out of their subconscious from living in a racist society um, and, you know, being racist themselves in some measure, it made some really ugly stuff that then down the line was warped completely. There were plays that were written off of Uncle Tom's Cabin that were basically the exact opposite message and was mm -hmm. pro-slavery. <laughs> so there's a, you know, yes, yeah, so intentions don't matter, but then I think there's a question of like, what are, I don't know, like, what are intentions? Does mm -hmm. that make kind of some no, no, sense? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know we could definitely spend a lot more time talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> I guess back to the actual ad. <laughs> no. Sorry, man. Side Sorry, man. I know that you're really vibing with your sociology and your <laughs> back to the, knowledge. Back to the ad. Yeah, yeah, back to the ad. why they made the billboard change that I mentioned, they said, by replacing the original artwork in the billboard, we're able to give a fresh perspective on the issue and keep people talking about going vegan to lose weight. We're excited that so many people across the country have been motivated by the billboard. Do you agree about their statement that they really think people across the country are being motivated by this billboard? No. I, I feel like they saw that 
public outrage and that there were a lot of people interacting with PETA, possibly on Twitter and stuff. And they took that as motivation when really the word is just engagement in general, which it's it just makes me think of like, oh, any they were thinking any press is good press when in reality it's like. Yeah, I mean, um, first of all, they're not really offering a fresh new perspective. <laughs> um, just saying like fad diets and vegetarianism um, isn't a fad diet, but like diets for the purpose of weight loss have been a thing forever, including ones that are based around vegetarianism. That's not new. They're lying about that. The fact that they're saying people are motivated by their fresh new perspective is also just a lie. Uh, They're just lying. And I think that they know that because you cannot be so dense to think. It just goes back to this idea of like fat people as being so stupid that as soon as someone's like, hey, this is how you change it. They're like, oh my God, no one's ever told me. I didn't know I was fat. I didn't know that this was something I could change. Yeah, like one thing that I was also thinking is I feel like people at the time that this billboard came out, people who were fat, who were wanting to lose weight, they were already like working towards that in any other way that was probably in some sort of like healthier manner. Like nobody saw this billboard and was thinking, oh, this Perfect. is the reason I'm going to lose weight because I, I want to save the whales. Thanks, Peta. Thanks, Peta. Really opened my eyes there. Yeah. I mean, the number one motivation for weight loss is like social stigma. Oh, so I guess in that way it is like motivation, but it's not. I, yeah, motivation I mean, isn't it's like just the right like, word. yeah, well, that's the thing is it's just basically like, well, if you harass someone enough about who they are as a person, then eventually they're going to want to change it, won't they? Mm-hmm. Or if they can't, then they're going to somehow have to deal with that. So like what we already mentioned, I think like one of the main problems with this ad also is that like from an advertising perspective, they decided not to focus on the purpose of their actual organization and their main ideals, um, yeah. which are animal rights. And instead, they just focused on basically bullying people. And like you said, like yeah, yeah. just being stigmatizing obese people like it just it doesn't reflect well and it doesn't make people think, oh, PETA, that mm-hmm. animal rights organization that cares about animals. It definitely, I feel like the blow would have been softened. Yeah, talking about how it's not around their ideals, you're 100% correct. And so I think that if they had like literally one sentence on the billboard or something about how vegetarianism connects to saving whales, then maybe it could have worked (laughs) in some like very twisted sense. But the thing is, the logic of the billboard itself does not flow for your average person. Mm -hmm. You know, not like it would be if they were saying something about cows. Okay, so this is what I do at kind of towards the end of my podcast with everyone that I talk to. Usually we try to take a step back. And look at the overall ad. Uh, So when looking at how an advertisement is is designed, it's sometimes helpful to think about the possible positioning statement that they had in mind when they created it. So a brand's position allows a business to differentiate themselves among its competitors in its current market. So essentially, uh, to come up with this, we need to guess the answers to the following questions. So first, who do you think the target market or consumer was for this billboard? Um, 
I mean, definitely women. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, looking at the cartoon, I think a lot of animal rights activists, I'm going to be honest here, it's focused on white people. So I would say it's probably white women and it's probably of an older, uh, perhaps of a higher socioeconomic status. Not to say that there is an animal rights work that is targeted to lower socioeconomic statuses, but definitely the ability to go completely vegetarian does denote privilege. So what is the product's category market? So it's not a product, but what do you think their category market is as an organization? I guess advocacy? Would yeah, that be, I would guess. Would that yeah. be a category? Yeah, I think, I think that, that, yeah, that's a category. A calm person, I don't well, know. It's okay. <laughs> I honestly don't know how to answer that question either. I mean, I think it's also important to know that it, since it is a billboard in Florida, it's competing with the other billboards in Florida. So I'm trying to think of other billboards in Florida. They might be more specifically about just like go to this restaurant on the beach and stuff so this is specifically maybe against restaurant ads and maybe yeah yeah. well i mean it is taking a place of where commonly you'd have a fast food ad that's a good point Mm -hmm. yeah so that's that's all i can come up with for that i don't know (laughs) so what do you think is their proof or benefit of the impact that they're trying to show off Well, I guess the the benefit for them in this whole campaign, what they were attempting to do, I don't think their real intentions were ever to actually do what they say it is. Mm. I think that their real intentions were publicity. And so they succeeded in that. Because we're talking about it a decade later. Oh, yeah. No, I... You already mentioned a lot of things that PETA does is usually, like, crazy for shock factor. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I... Yeah, I I think definitely a lot of the things that they do, including this ad, were initially just to... Like, they wanted the outrage. They knew it was going to upset some people, and they were like, that is good. They have a really noted history of a lot of their ads comparing animals and women. Like, not just humans, but specifically women, which just kind of reeks of some, like, weird misogyny. And once again, just like, hey, you ever want to compare a human and an animal? Don't. Yeah. (laughs) Don't. Just don't. So the answers that we kind of just (laughs) created kind of come together to make this positioning statement that they kind of had when creating the ad. So for older white women of like a kind of higher economic status. PETA is an organization that can, I don't know, because if they're doing it just for shock factor, it's hard, it's hard to come up with like, like an actual statement. I mean, I, there's like such value in shock factor. Mm-hmm. Like I really wholeheartedly believe there is a lot of value in shock factor, but I don't know what their ultimate goal of the shock factor is. Because, like, if you're making people uncomfortable with the statements you're making, you're turning them away from mm-hmm. you. It's weird because I know the shock factor has sometimes worked in general for, like, some for some companies and stuff. Like, But I think it depends on the shock factor and depends on the amount of shock. And, yeah, this one just doesn't... I don't see how something good can come from this. And, like, I don't know what... Were they wanting people to go to their website? Like I know a previous episode that I talked about, an ad might have failed, but it also was like kind of shocking because it was depressing and it did cause a lot of people to go to a website that Nationwide had created. But I don't know if this was 
with the goal in mind to have people visit PETA's website. And I don't even know if that would have worked. I don't know, because they don't even have their web address on it. Like, I know we could probably all know to Google PETA, yeah, but, yeah. like, if they wanted someone to visit their website, you'd think they'd have mm-hmm. that. Well, I mean, it was 2009 when this was out. You would definitely you then want, in 2009. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it feels like almost the shock factor didn't go far enough. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I know what turned one of my siblings onto vegetarianism was, like, the shock factor surrounding what happens in um, slaughterhouses and stuff. Mm, that's, yeah. So that's the thing is they have, a like, an amount of shock factor and rudeness, but they didn't perhaps go far enough for it to be that effective, it feels like. This is random, but it's, I don't know. Like, you know, there's, like, the huge shock factor ones from, like, don't drink and drive videos you see. Yes. Or, like, someone who's, like, uh, when they're, like, don't, yeah. don't smoke a cigarette and then it's the person with like the hole in their neck Mm -hmm. and like that terrified me as a kid it was terrifying but i guess it worked because i've never wanted to smoke a cigarette ever Uh, do you have any other closing statements just about this ad that you want to mention or that you think we should try to discuss before we close out this podcast? I feel like I should like keep you here indefinitely um, yeah. somehow. Okay. So um, keep closing me hostage. thoughts. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Anything else from like a sociology standpoint <laughs> you want to mention? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's just so much to be said about PETA as an organization. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that just... The fact that this is the thing that they're focusing on in a lifetime where so much is going wrong, where they're not like, why aren't they focus? Why are they focusing on industrial issues of how animals are taken care of instead of industrial issues of climate change that inevitably will lead to like the death of everything on Earth? Yeah. Like, it feels like we got broader things to deal with before this is something you want to focus on. But... I don't think they necessarily care about that. Come at me, PETA. I don't think you actually care about animals. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, Very my beautiful. address is... No. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you said it, I would have been out. Just, you know. I'm just imagining PETA, like... <laughs> <laughs> Bullet up. <laughs> Shooting up our house. <laughs> they would. I mean, listen, if, if nothing else, they have demonstrated to me a complete lack of empathy and thought about human life. And instead, they kind of, like, are infusing animals and other living beings who literally cannot speak with what their own ideology is. Mm. Um, Not to say, like, I think cows are happy to get murdered and eaten, um, but, like, they are kind of forcing their own ideology into these animals, especially when it comes to, like, house pets and stuff. Thank you for listening to this episode in its entirety. And thank you, Annabelle Hicks, for joining me in this discussion. If you have any questions about the PETA Save the Whales billboard, feel free to contact me through the Finding the Advantage Instagram or just conduct your own research since I am, of course, not an expert in advertising. Along with any of the facts that Annabelle or I have mentioned, like if you don't agree with something or like you think something was incorrect, Fight me. I guess, yeah, spite Annabelle. I don't know. Uh, I'll go into the ring for you, I, Anna. Don't worry. Any, I, yeah, we didn't really exactly Throw cite sources gauntlet. on some, some of these things that we said. We kind of just brought them up thinking we had read them. So, you know, there's a chance that one of us is wrong about something, which is totally fine. Or I guess fight Annabelle. Fight Annabelle. There's a chance Anna's wrong about something. There's I all- would never be. <laughs> perfect, perfect. 
So next episode, I'll yet again be discussing a successful advertisement. Tune in to hear about another Super Bowl at commercial, except this one will be the Apple Macintosh's ad from 1984. Thank you, everybody, for listening in and have a great day.